Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio. There's an interesting case, a horrible case actually, in the paper. And you might have heard the news today that the former secondary school teacher who indecently assaulted a 13-year-old pupil nearly 40 years ago was sentenced to two and a half years in jail. Jacinta McSherry O'Connor of Mullins, Donegal Town, County Donegal, was found guilty of two counts of indecently assaulting a male student in 1985. The reason I'm giving you the date is because that's relevant to what I'm going to be talking about in a minute. Passing sentence today, Judge Alma Sheehan noted the seriousness of the offending of the offending itself. Uh, the age disparity between Miss McSherry uh, O'Connor and the complainant. She was 24 at the time. He was 13. The breach of trust and the effect of the abuse it had on him and that the abuse took place in his own home is also an aggravating factor in the case. The man who's now in his 50s stated in a victim impact statement at the previous hearing that McSherry O'Connor has been uh, like a spectre hanging over him for his whole life. Uh, he said, she took my innocence away and that, that what, that's what happened was deeply wrong and morally wrong. Now, we could talk about whether these cases are different when the victim is a boy and the perpetrator is a woman, and I am sure you will, uh, that will come up at some point. But what I want to ask you tonight is whether cases dating back so long should be treated differently. And the abuse happened in 1985. And of course, we hear a lot of cases of abuse that happened, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago, and people being taken to court. But what's different about a case of sexual abuse, generally speaking, nearly always, is there is no witnesses. Be it a rape case, a sexual assault case, indecent assault case, there's never really witnesses. Extremely rare that there would be a witness. Unlike any other crime, like robbery, assault, murder, where you might have somebody on CCTV, whatever it is, any other crime, there are generally no witnesses. Murders are usually solved fairly quickly. Within a year or two, they usually know who the perpetrator is or the suspect is fairly quickly. Uh, the guard of Shea getting better at that. So those cases, they're pretty cut and dry. Somebody's either guilty or not guilty. And there'll be witnesses called, there'll be experts called, there'll be all sorts of things called. When it comes to sexual assault, when it comes to rape, when it comes to indecent assault, there are generally no witnesses. So what you're left with is two people's statements, essentially. One person who's claiming they're innocent, I didn't do anything wrong. Another person saying, no, you're not. You did do something wrong. It was 30 years ago, but I remember the day you did it. And for most of you out there, let's say somebody comes along to you tomorrow and says, listen, there's an accusation made against you 30 years ago on Friday the 12th of January 1972. Do you remember where you were on the night? She wouldn't remember where you were last week. Don't mind in 1972. So it's very difficult for people to remember, you know, if they even knew the person. And there's been a lot of claims made where people would say, or the person accused would say, I don't even know the person. I have no idea what you're talking about. So when it goes into court, it's one person's word against the other. Now, in America, they dealt with that by bringing in what they call a statute of limitations, i.e. you cannot bring a case against somebody if it's over five years, unless it's a civil case. And a civil case is not a criminal case. It's only going after somebody for money. And I find those cases actually the worst, to be honest with you, because in a lot of cases, it is just people looking for money. But in some cases, they are genuine. But there's no criminal case over five years, unless the case is taken within the five years initially. So... It's called the statute of limitations. Now, there's no statute of limitations in UK law and there's no statute of limitations on criminal law in Ireland either. But some people believe there should be because, you know, a lot of time has passed and it's very difficult. But other people say, well, no, there shouldn't be now because sometimes people, you know, when they're younger, they don't want to bring a case. Maybe they're afraid to bring a case. Maybe they're afraid to say it to somebody. 
So I'm kind of caught between a rock and a hard place on where we should go with that. And I want to know what you thought. When it comes to a crime committed decades ago, many times, really, we rely, as I said, on two versions of the events to figure out the truth. Truth is usually somewhere in the middle. In this case, of course, Jacinda McSherry O'Connor maintains she's innocent. Now, clearly she's not, because the court has decided she's not. She's guilty in a court of law. She has been found guilty, of course, so the matter is settled. But I want to know, should Ireland consider a statute of limitations or a statute of limitations? Some people say a statute, but a statute of limitations when it comes to crimes of a sexual nature. Do you believe that would be a good idea or do you believe that would be a rotten idea? Let me know what you think. Should we have a statute of limitations when it comes to crimes? Well, actually, all crimes, to be honest with you. Um, should there be a statute of limitations? In other words, that you can't be done after a certain period of time, particularly in a case of sexual nature where it relies on people's memory and victim statements or, or statements of where they were at a particular time. I'm pretty sure if you committed a murder, you'd remember rightly if you were there or not. Um, so but when it comes to a crime of a sexual nature, you may not remember. You know, somebody comes along and says, you know, that man in 1975, I was in a nightclub and, I don't know, he did squeeze me bottom or something. I don't know. I don't know. It was a sexual assault of some description. And he goes, well, I don't, don't even remember her. I don't know who she is. And all of a sudden you're in a courtroom and you're saying, I have no idea what this is all about. I don't remember it. There's the statement. And then it's up to a jury to decide who they believe. Because that's really what it comes down to. Who the jury thinks is telling the truth. So should there be a statute of limitations? Particularly in a crime of a sexual nature where it comes down to witness statement. Or it comes down to the statements by the victim and by the alleged perpetrator. Let me know what you think. The number is 087 That's 87 now, let me go to Angelina. Angelina, hi, how are you? Hi, Niall, how are you? You all right? I'm good. Angelina, do you think there should be a statue of limitations? I do. I personally do. Like, as you said, people's memories fade. And then when it comes to trauma, people's, like, when it comes to certain things like rape, trauma really messes with people's memories, especially when you think of childhood trauma. A lot of people who have a lot of childhood trauma don't remember most of their childhood. So if you're bringing a case from, say, 30 years back, how are you supposed to remember exactly what happened? And well, yeah, but you, you will remember something was done on you. You know, that, some, yeah, that, but, that somebody might have sexually assaulted you. You may not remember all the details of it, but you will remember you were sexually assaulted, I'm assuming. It's not liable information, though. Mm-hmm. So, like, and also, like, when, I was, when you were saying that, I was thinking, like, a lot of people bring back cases from, like, say, for example, like celebrities. A lot of celebrities get done for years later, and I just and a lot of it comes out false. A lot of it is just done to defame people's names, and mm-hmm. it's well, well some of it's for, well, some of it's for money, yes, because the way it works is if they take a criminal case uh, first, and they normally take them in the United Kingdom, not in America, because of statute limitations. But if they take them in the United Kingdom, for example, against a celebrity, if they win a criminal action well, then they will automatically win the civil action. Mm. So, you know. Yeah. But even, like, even say if it was in, like, America or something like that, like, what if, or here, sorry, what if the person who raped the person, what if they move somewhere, like, Spain and this, that, the other, it gives them ample time to, like, discard evidence to move away, change themselves. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... So, you- like, yeah, but see, there's an argument here when you look at what happened in Ireland with, say, the Catholic Church or in schools in Ireland with, you know, Christian brothers and stuff like that and people who had been abused. We wouldn't have heard of all those cases if we had a statute of limitations because nobody would have been able to take a case. Yeah, but like this, 
but like with the statute limitations, would that not push people, urge people to actually go and make a report or a case against the person? Would it not like give them that push instead of waiting 30 years to get your justice or whatever? Well, it may, but the person might still be young because... I, I don't know, maybe you could bring in implement some sort of law with a statute of limitations once you're over the age of 18. If you're under the age of 18, the statute of limitations is extended till you're 18. But, but in saying that, if somebody's, say, 12 years of age, you know, the statute of limitations runs out when they're 17, essentially, if you have a five-year statute of limitations. I would probably make it 10 if you were going to bring it in. At least then that gives you some chance till you're over 18. So, But, yeah, but you but are right. It may encourage people to come forward sooner rather than waiting longer. Yes. Because if you want evidence, say, like... There's certain things you can do, like the swabs and stuff, the vaginal swabs. Like they might be able to. It's fresher evidence. It's done sooner. And yeah, it gets well, that, that kind sooner. of stuff. Then, that's not the problem people, with it. Is that kind of stuff has to be done pretty soon. It has to be done after the event. Exactly. Like people can move on from their trauma, move on from that story in their life because they like their story might be there, but society moves on. Like mm. people get less interested in cases the longer you leave it. Like guards won't believe you as much or law won't believe you as much like society moves on they don't care about you no matter how horrific the event was I mean if anything happened to you and I hope it certainly didn't Angelina but if anything happened to you as a child you know it may not manifest itself in your mind till you're a lot older and you start thinking about it and you start thinking about how vulnerable you might have been at the time and you start thinking about how traumatic it might have been at the time and it may not have affected you till you get a little bit older then you think to yourself God I'm, I'm going to get that swine who did that to me or whoever that person happened to be so that's so that's the problem. And then if you have a statute of limitations, there's nothing you can do. You can't make a complaint. Yeah, but I over over the age of eighteen, there should at least be a statute of limitations. Mm. There should be some sort of time where people can, like they have they have to come forward, or else it doesn't. Because that's the thing. Like as I was saying at the start, like your memory goes. Like even my memory, and I'm not even that old, but I might have a head like a sieve. Mm. And I wouldn't really remember, and I get the details wrong. And once you get one detail wrong, you're you're screwed within the case. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, but there is a statute of limitations on civil law in Ireland of one year, which means that if you want to sue somebody or you want to make a personal injury claim, say in a crash or whatever, or falling over in work or whatever, you only have one year to make your claim. So there is a statute mm. of limitations on civil cases, but not on criminal cases. And, and again, the reason for that is is because, you know, in a, in a, if you're suing somebody, the evidence might disappear within a year or after a year, you know, it gets old, people's memories fade, as you rightly say. You know, I, I, I imagine it's difficult for somebody being accused of something, uh, if they, particularly if they didn't do it, and somebody comes along and says, listen, there's an allegation against you from 30 years ago on Friday, November the 6th, 1973 or 4 or whatever it was, and, you know, and can you remember where you were? <laughs> If somebody says to me, where were you yesterday? I, I find it difficult to remember. But you know what I mean? And there's been many cases where people who've been accused of things kind of go, I don't even know the person that's accused me. I have no memory of them. You know what that's, I mean? Like, like, that's exactly it. Like, memory goes so fast. And, like, if something's 30 years ago, like, everything's changed. Certain laws have changed. So, like, mm. do you know what I mean? Like, the world's a totally different place. 30 years ago than it was now and even 30 years isn't even a long time but yeah. so like it, like the stat, as I said the statute of limitations would push people <laughs> to bring their cases faster would, would like convince them influence them to speak up faster 
Yeah, well, well, hang on. Let me just go to Terry I'm as well. About, I'm not talking about kids under 18. Like, no, I no, I know. I, I get you. No, I understand. I, and I think you would have to have a provision of the law that, you know, if you're under 18, the statute of limitations is extended to at least till you're over 18 years of age. Okay, but stay there because, Terry, hi, how are you? How you doing, Niall? Good. Terry, do you believe there should be a limit to how long you can go back, you know, to make an accusation against somebody? No. No, I don't. And the reason being, I, I must have been listening to that girl there and she's talking about, like, after 30 years, your 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 your, your memory fades and all. How long did the memory fade to the Catholic Church? That sometimes you might have been looking for somebody and they hid them for 30 years. Mm. before you could even get them, you could find them. Like how many priests and brothers, I know loads of them, that were moved from one school to another school to another school. And there was one case here in the south side of uh, Dublin. And it took took from the, 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 um, the rapes went on in the early 70s. Early 70s until the late 70s. And that case went, it was only in court in 2014 or 2015. Yeah. And actually, the, what I don't agree with was that they would turn around and say, well, they found him guilty for what he'd done in the 70s, but they gave, gave him the sentence that would have been in the 70s. He should have been castrated, should have been castrated and locked up and thrown the key away. And you know what, Terry? I, I agree with you. The you know these individuals who took advantage of children, I have no time for them. And and you're right; they should be castrated, and the key should be thrown away. But, but the, pro- the problem is, and they're the harder hardline cases that we hear about a lot of the time. But it's, yeah, but, ha- but the, the very difficult ha- case, a sexual assault, is a very difficult case because, as I said at the start, there's no very rarely evidence. Yeah, but you have to understand as well, Niall, on the statute of limitations. 30, 40 years ago, if you went into a police station and turned around and said, that priest is after doing something to me. Do you think that they would have been gathering information? It's been proven that they weren't. What they done was they went over and told the priest, and then the priest buggered you again. So don't, um, in the Morphe report, it came out that people went in and they reported. And actually, after the Murphy report came out, they then turned around and came to people and said that not only were they abused by the church, they were abused by the state because the police never done their duty. So 30 years ago, maybe now if you went to the police, I'm only saying maybe, I, I don't even think. think mm-hmm. maybe, 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 I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say... But the, like the history of this country has always been to protect. If but, you were, well, a priest, well can I ask you a question? A are we are we better mm-hmm. at it now? If you went, in, if, do you have faith that if you went into a guard station now and reported a rape or a sexual assault, that's it would be taken seriously? I I believe there's more understanding. I believe that there's a little bit more more um, compassion. I'm not sure that the justice system, the system in the courts has actually caught up because it still kind of brings the the person, the victim into court and traumatised again for something that had happened. Okay, what's the alternative to that, Terry? And I've heard people say this time and time again when it comes to rape or sexual assault cases that the victim has to go to court or they, well, they're, they're not actually a victim until the case is over because they're not a victim unless somebody's found guilty. But okay, but the, the person making the allegation is brought to court and has to relive the trauma. 
But what's the alternative to that? You can't just believe well, somebody. No, no. Um, sometimes, even if the person is found not guilty, right? Like, you can go about that incident of the girl up in the north and she went with the rugby players. Now, they were found not guilty, okay? Mm-hmm. But I, as a mother, if I I read the whole transcripts of, you know, their WhatsApp group and all of that, <clears throat> and in all honesty, they might have been found not guilty because they had a very good legal team. But I, as a mother, if I was the, the mother of any of them, bo- them fellas, I'd have been ashamed. I wouldn't have put my head outside well, the door. Certainly what they had in the WhatsApp groups was inappropriate. But I can tell you now, Terry, there's WhatsApp groups all over the country with very inappropriate material on it, just that we're not in court and we don't find out about it. But, get, but I get, yeah. in relation to that case, what happened after that case was a disgrace because there was politicians, Irish politicians, who had gone online and said, oh, they're guilty, I don't believe it. And and by the way, there were a lot of legal cases taken for defamation against a lot of people who went online and, and accused them of being guilty after the case, after the fact. And in that case, we don't, we weren't there. We, we're not the jury. We weren't sitting there. We didn't see the expressions on people's faces, the sincerity. We don't see all that. We hear the top line stories from the news of the evidence that was given, right? So we weren't there. We can only rely on the system, which is a jury. And a jury are the ones who decide in a case particularly like that where you really don't have very many witnesses and it's one person's word against another. They're the ones who have to decide who they believe is telling the truth. And we can only mm-hmm. trust in a jury to do that. And then if, the, yeah, if a person but, is found guilty, by the way, then it's up to the judge, then we have to be, be happy with the decision the judge makes in relation to sentencing, by the way, which is very questionable in this country. But, but that's beside the point. But, but when I get back to what you just said a few minutes ago about, you know, there, there needs to be another way of doing it rather than bringing the victim into court to re-traumatise them and tell their whole story again. There is no other way of doing that. Yeah, I, I agree that there's no, there's no other way. And sometimes going into court is, is actually counselling for the person themselves maybe not at the time mm. maybe in times in in time to come they might be glad that they stood up and said it but i i certainly don't think i think if any if any man or woman abused a child or whatever 70 90 years ago in this country and it comes to light now they should be done for it angelina would you not agree with that no no because I think there is only like a certain time limit where you can speak up about something. But maybe maybe it takes you 70 years to confront what had happened to you. But how, maybe how it can you prove it? Like so many people come up with allegations, but even for well, revenge they, reasons, not even just for for wanting justice. Do you know what I mean? Like pe- Some people are crazy. There's so many crazy people in the world. Yeah, but it takes the DPP... It goes to the DPP, and the DPP in this country is the one that decides whether there's enough evidence to bring it to court. But there's been a lot of cases by the DPP and the UK by the Crown Prosecution Service that have been brought to court with no evidence whatsoever. And innocent people, and there has been innocent people brought to court with false allegations, have had their lives destroyed. And I suppose that's the point Angelina is making, that sometimes some things can be done just for the the sake of revenge. There's a lot of genuine cases, I'm I'm not dismissing that. And then there is cases where just there isn't enough evidence and you're relying on people's memories, which unfortunately not all the time is any good. Yeah, but if you look at, if there's a hundred cases and maybe, maybe five of them were like, you know, that they weren't, they are, 
the person wasn't guilty or whatever, you know, there's probably about 70% of them that would have been guilty. There's five of them that never got in there and there's uh, maybe there's could be five. Of them. There's a minimum of them that would have been wrongly convicted rather than well, you're, you're rightly ruined, convicted. You're ruining, you're ruining five people's lives, though. Do you know what I mean? But but you it's it, look at look at if temp it, like so that's the way the world is. The world is geared up for like you know it's a blanket kind of kind of a thing. Like it's, I don't know, uh, Terry, if um, I agree with that. We have to have a robust system where you don't innocent people's lives are not ruined. We have to err on the side of caution. The law clearly states beyond a reasonable doubt. So you know you can't be in a situation where somebody goes to jail for something they didn't do. Because somebody made up a false allegation, we can we we can't have that happen because that's really unfair on innocent people, and it's, it's also and it's also unfair on innocent people. But it's also unfair on innocent people, for example, to have an allegation made against them, even if they're found not guilty. Because we know nowadays that if you have an allegation of sexual assault, it's equally as bad to be found guilty as not be found guilty. Because people will always go, "Ash, there's no smoke without fire. He must have done it now. Yeah, got away with it." it. But you, but in, in, in like now, because there's more DNA, there's more um, forensics, and there's more everything. But you won't you won't get time. that in a but sexual that, assault case. You won't get that unless it's reported straight after the fact, and somebody goes off to the rotunda and has you know a swab, as Angelina said, taken during a rape well, case. If you so if you Monica if you made Lewinsky it, got it after a year on the dress. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> but if you if yeah, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but if you if you went to the guards tomorrow and said, "Listen, a school teacher forty years ago sexually assaulted me in the toilets in the school." There's there's no DNA evidence there at all. There's no evidence of that. It was just you and him. So it's entirely up to who the jury believes in that case. Mm-hmm. And and the point Angelina's making is that people's memories fade. Like, you're going to go up to that school teacher who might be 80 years of age now, knock on his door and say, how you doing? Yeah, we have a woman called Terry and she said you did something to her in 1967 in the toilets of such and such a school at four o'clock in the afternoon. And he's going, oh, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't even remember. Do you understand what I'm saying? So that that's 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 how difficult those cases can be. And what if the people like people die as well? People die. Like, what is it? What are you going to do if someone dies and then you go to look for them but they're dead? And then how are you supposed to get anything out of that? All that. Well, you won't get anything. Once they're dead, they're dead. (laughs) What's the point of like doing a case on it then? Like. You're wasting taxpayers' money as well. Well, they won't. If somebody's dead, Angelina, we don't do posthumous cases in oh, this country. Sure. No. No, they, they did try to bring in a posthumous. The last time I've heard the word posthumous case brought in was in relation to Jimmy Savile. Uh, they wanted to bring in, they wanted to have a posthumous trial uh, after he died to bring in witnesses and all that kind of thing. Anyway, I want to come to Fiona and Martin. Stay there, both of you. Fiona, hi. How are you doing? I'm very good, Nick. Good. I'm very good. How are you? Okay, when I started this case, this story off by talking about uh, that particular case from Donegal, which was in the courts uh, there today, um, but and it was from some time ago, do you believe that there should be a statute of limitations on crimes of a sexual nature? No. I don't. No. So you believe that anybody should be able to claim against somebody 50 years later? It doesn't matter as far as you're concerned. I do, because it could take it, like, it does, like, the brain has a way of protecting itself, doesn't it, as well, and people do block it out for years. Mm-hmm. It could be a family member. It could be you don't want to upset the whole family and you wait for the mother to die, for example. Something, there's something. Um, it'll always, there'll always be a reason someone won't come forward. Yeah. There's yeah. always a reason. 
You but know, that's the point I was making to Angela. It may, that, not, it may not this, manifest itself till you get older, for example, the, the drama yes. of it. Mm. It's that little bit easier, I suppose, if you get to the, you know, if you're at the guards the next day. Yeah. It gets more difficult as time goes on, obviously, with every, like every other crime. Uh, Fiona, just getting back to you, you've heard many cases over the years, particularly, I suppose, the high profile cases, you know, um, and I'm not talking about the ones of the Catholic Church or the clerical abuse. Mm. Some of the, the civil cases, for example, that we hear of more so from the United States involving celebrities or more recently yeah. that guy from Game, was it, uh, House of Cards, what's his name? Oh, Kevin Spacey, which turned out that all the allegations were false against him. Um, they were taken from 20 years ago. Um, you know, sometimes people's memories fade. You know, uh, the, the the details are unclear. Um, and it is up to a jury to basically decide your faith, whether you're guilty or you're not guilty, based on who they actually believe. Is that a, is that a fair system? Um, like, as I said, my opinion to it, and I suppose for anybody out there who would have the misfortune of going to court for such a horrible crime, um, every day gets further away. Mm. Um, as you say, very hard things to describe. Yeah. Um, as you say, it's easier probably to walk in with your scars and your your whole body torn apart than 20 years down the line trying to say, that man did this to me years ago. Yeah, yeah. Like, to be Which honest, must be horrible. The question, I, yeah. I want to ask, yeah. the question I want to ask, if somebody commits a crime, we'd say, of rape, and we'd say DNA 20 years down the line gets them. Is there a statute of limitation on that then? Should there be, you mean? No, well, probably there, not. I prob- would there not. Probably not, I imagine. But we don't have a statute of limitations. Now, I wouldn't suggest, by the way, like the United States, it would be five years. Um, I would suggest that maybe 10 years would be more appropriate. But even then, a lot of people wouldn't agree with that. And obviously, you and Terry don't agree with that. And particularly looking no. at the history of Ireland... And if I was going to bring in legislation like that... If you'd have said it long ago, you'd have thought you'd have been nailed to the cross if you... Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But Let's if you, fair. But the point Terry was making is a very, really good point. Going back 20, 30 years ago, you went into a guard station and said you were sexually abused by a priest or a Christian brother, they would have laughed at you, right? Uh, you would have been the baddie. Uh, whereas nowadays... You holy water on you. Yeah, nowadays they take people more seriously. So if you were going to do it you would have to bring it in that it's not applied retrospectively. In other words, if the law came in today that those people who were sexually abused 30 or 40 years ago could still take a case, it, would be only, it wouldn't be applied retrospectively. In other words, the law would only start from today if it was brought in. That's the way that you would have to do it, I imagine. Yeah. Basing that on the fact that we believe the guards take things more seriously now than they did 30 years ago. But again, you know, for a lot of people, like you and Terry, um, you believe that sometimes that trauma doesn't affect people to later in life and they may not want to report it to later in life. Yeah, mm. but then again, you know, mm-hmm. there are, so a lot of people are happy to bring it to light when they've had the courage to do it maybe down the lane, do you so, know? Well, stay, well, stay there both of you a second because I want to go to Martin as well. Martin, hi, how are you? I'm good, Niall, good evening. It's an interesting thing, the statute of limitations. Ireland and England don't have a statute of limitations on criminal law. Uh, we do on civil law. Uh, and in America, they do. It's five years, depending on the state, actually. Well, um, although I think it's federal law, it's five years. Um, so the cases that we've seen in America have all been civil cases, most of them. Mm-hmm. So do you think there should be a statute of limitations? I think in certain circumstances, there certainly should be a statute of limitations. Um, I think all allegations should be taken extremely seriously, should be investigated rigorously. 
But when it comes to a situation, I, I'm, I have to be honest now, I'm not familiar with the, with, with the case in Donegal. I, I did hear something about it a few weeks ago and I just... Well, I by the way, I'm not defending that case, by the way. That person deserves no, to be no, the no, position no, they're no. in. But, yeah. but my take on it, you know, to be honest with you, is that if it comes down to a, a situation where it's, for want of a better term, you know, you hear this said, a he, a he said, she said, on allegations that go back so far and there's no corroborating evidence of any kind, neither statements from other people or physical evidence, I think there certainly should be a statute of limitations. I don't think it should go to court. I have to be honest, if I was a jury member, I would be immediately prejudiced if it was simply a case of two people giving their version of a story. Now, if it came to the point where, um, you know, someone who alleges that they were uh, sexually assaulted, you know, 20, 30 years ago, and they can walk into court and give evidence of, let's say, uh, intimate details of another person's body that are anomalous, like, you know, particular scars or whatever, yeah. that, they, that they simply wouldn't have known about yeah. because... You know, mm. under normal circumstances, in the classroom or whatever. It wasn't, you're not wasn't that the case, box. by the way? It wasn't that the case in the Michael Jackson, one of the Michael Jackson civil cases that one of the boys gave intimate details of something to do with his penis or something like that? That was. It was, it was, it was used. It was used. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I thought mm. that whole thing was just weird. Um, yeah. yeah. But do, do you understand? What, like what I'm saying, I, I, I could not. If I was on a, if I was impaneled on a, on a jury. I have to be honest, I would immediately be prejudiced to the point where I would say, I cannot convict this person, whether it be a man or a woman, simply on a narrative or a story of another person, particularly if it's, a, if it's alleged that it was a one-off incident. Um, you know, if you, if, you go, if you go down to the Court of Criminal Justice and you stand outside and you look, Lady Justice is depicted wearing a blindfold holding the weighing scales. Now, the weighing scales is supposed to represent the weighing of truth against lies and yeah, the balance you know, of the, probability. The balance. Yeah, and the, and and the blindfold is supposed to represent impartiality, but a blindfold will never make you impartial. It will simply make you blind. And once you're blind, you can't see what way that scales is balanced. I ju- I honestly. You know, even even at the risk of, of letting somebody who's guilty go free, if it's if it comes down to a narrative between one person and another, going back so far, where there is there's no you know there's no other evidence. The preponderance of the evidence is simply on statements of two people, and so many other people who could have been character witnesses or incidental witnesses. Who say, oh yeah, I remember I, I saw the teacher going into the toilet or whatever. So many of those people may have passed away or emigrated or whatever else. If if you can't bring in witnesses to actually, you know, to, to give weight. To corroborate the story. Yeah. To corroborate and give weight okay. to testimony on one side or the other. I have to be honest, I would immediately be prejudiced. I think, no, I'm not going to vote guilty on this. Is, is that a fair point? Sorry, Terry. Is that, is that a fair point? Um, If it was only... You see, a lot of the cases that came over the years, like there was more than one person accusing. 
Yeah, you know, and that's fair, and, and I so, and I understand that. Yeah, so there would be numerous victims, and I think Martin. Easier. Yeah, I think Martin made the point that it's that would be corroborating. In other words, if there was the same yeah. mo on all the cases, yeah. well, that that would be compelling, wouldn't it? Yeah, you know, now on one, like on a one case thing, I I'm not I I I'm I'm not sure where I would stand on it. Because um, you know whether whether somebody was like uh, I don't really know. Does somebody only go out and rape one person or whatever? Most or likely not. Yeah. Their phone forever. Yeah. yeah. You know. So that would be the that would be the thing. So okay. You know, so both, well then, well then, would you agree with Martin if it was a one-off case where somebody makes an accusation against another person about something that happened thirty or forty years ago? There's no witnesses, no cooperating evidence. And by the way, you're going to say, say to me, well, the DPP wouldn't take that case. The DPP would in some cases, particularly if it's a crime of a sexual nature. So do you do you believe those cases shouldn't be brought before the courts after a period of time? Um, no, I, I no, I don't. I don't believe that they shouldn't be. I I think if somebody is looking for justice, they 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 should be given their 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 chance. Their chance. You know, um, they they should be given the opportunity to try and get justice. If they don't get justice by the courts, you know that they can accept that because if somebody is found guilty, they can always appeal the sentence. You know, and and what have you? You know, or ask for retrial or whatever. You know, but I I definitely do think I think especially in this country, especially in any country, like all you have to do is look across the world for all the injustices that's going no, well, on. No, no, I know, I know, I do, I do get that. Sorry, sorry, Fiona, you want Everywhere. to say something there just before I go into news because I want I do want Martin to stay with me yeah. after the news as well. Fiona, go go ahead. No, um, you wouldn't no, agree with Martin. I wouldn't agree with him because I do think there's there's loads of reasons why people don't go forward. And let's mm-hmm. be fair, if 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 it did come down to he said she said, the DPP are, is going to be quite honest with this person before it'll go that far. Do you understand? I, I've seen cases so going before the Irish courts the and the British the courts court. that I have no idea why the DPP would take a case. I've seen oh, cases. Yeah. yeah, that should oh, have never well, gone to court. Never gone to yeah, court. Yeah, but there's there's an awful lot of court cases never went to court because like the the nosy neighbours on the road made their own decision about somebody. You know what I mean? Mm. And she yeah. must have been this, or she he must have done this, or whatever. You know, you know what I mean? And that's just the nature the nature of it. But but, I, but see the, again, what I'm saying to both you, you know, crimes of a sexual nature, particularly particularly sexual assault or indecent assault, they're very difficult cases to prove. So invariably, in most of those cases, as you say, unless there's a lot of you know victims and it's a cooperating story, in most of those cases, particularly those historical cases, um, it's one person's memory versus the other. And it's down to who the jury believes is the most believable person. Because yeah, yeah. that's well, it, because there is no evidence. LBS, yeah. But I, I think if you come from a religious organisation, <laughs> you've had so many... So many great doctors and so many psychiatrists and so many character letters for the holiday. <laughs> These priests and all that they're given great references. Like how could they be found guilty? You know what I mean? Compared to the child that's after becoming a drunk or whatever, 
because of kind of knocking down this abuse within themselves. So many texts, by the way, coming in this end. And there's a kind of 50-50 split on it, really, to be honest with you. But mind you, there's one interesting text there. Hi, now. Uh, my mother has dementia for the past few years, but out of the blue, she goes and talks about her childhood and told me that her brother raped her over 60 years ago. I told a few of the family and uh, believe it's true. I'm really angry about, my, about her brother. Uh, he's still alive, and I would love to get justice, but I don't think I will because of my mother's illness. Uh, she even told me um, where he raped her. Uh, I can't come on, I'm in work. Well, unfortunately, I couldn't even let you on, even if you could come on, unfortunately, because you'd be making an allegation against somebody and your voice could be recognised, etc., etc. But he, Unless there's a conviction, of course. But here's the thing, with the greatest of respect, I don't think the case would be taken uh, for the very fact that your mother has dementia. And, and it could be true. It could very well be true, but it may not be true. Um, sadly, if your mum has dementia, and I don't know how far into dementia she is. I remember my granny actually had dementia. I remember when I was I was only young at the time, I was about 16 at the time, and I used to go over and paint the house, uh, the flat she lived in. And she lived there with my auntie, who cared for her for about 20 years. My auntie was like an angel. She was an unbelievable woman. And when my auntie would go out the door to get the shopping, my granny would call me over and say, listen, I need to tell you something. She's robbing me pension. She's taking me money out of me purse at night and she's trying to poison me. And also, and it, none of those things were true. Uh, my auntie didn't do any of those things because my auntie was an, an angel and looked after the woman. And it was well known that that's what she was saying about her because, and my auntie was actually used to it, getting used to it. So what I'm saying to you is the dementia can, it works in strange ways. I'm not suggesting for a minute, by the way, your story isn't true or that your mom wasn't possibly raped by her brother. And that could have been the case. And if it is, he's a dirty swine and should spend the rest of his life in jail. But in saying that, it may or may not be true. And unfortunately, because of your mum's diagnosis, it would be highly unlikely that a case like that could be taken. I would imagine. Um, sorry, just to get back to the statute of limitations, Martin. Martin, that's shocking, by the way, in relation to that chap's mum. You know, it's mentioned saying that her brother raped her. But again, unfortunately, it's a very difficult one to prove. Yes, it is. And you're absolutely right, Niall. I mean, dementia is it manifests in so many ways um mm. my father god love him when he was alive he, he towards the end he had dementia and he made all kinds of you know not not allegations of that nature but you know it was things like oh you, you borrowed my drill last week mm. no i didn't but you know i have my own drills yeah oh, you, you did you, and if you were someone who who didn't know or wasn't familiar with the with the situation, he was believable. <laughs> he was believable, you know, because well, because he believed it, because he believed it himself. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You know, but you know, like they're very unfortunate circumstances, and it, it, it may well be true. And I agree with you. If that if that did happen to that dear lady who has the dementia, yes, the brother should suffer the consequences. But in these circumstances, mm. you know, who knows? But I just. The idea that that someone's not only their good name, but that, that their liberty could be taken when there's, you know, when, when what I would I would regard it as a tortious prosecution, mm. simply on the basis that someone says, "Oh well, we'll run with it just to see what happens," you know? Yeah. No, it's a, it, that that. Okay, so no so if you, if you were to bring in a statute of limitations, and I take on board the point Terry made. 
that 30 or 40 years ago, women in particular, or boys, young boys who, who would have been assaulted or abused by members of the Catholic Church or indeed school teachers, which was quite common too, um, that they wouldn't have been believed uh, because these were pillars of society. So I take that on board. And I think if you were to bring in legislation for statute of limitations in this country, you would have to not re- apply it retrospectively. In other words, those cases could still be taken from yeah. before the law is implemented. But would you bring in a law, a, a, a statute of limitations law? And if you did, would it be 10 years, 20 years? What, 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 how long would it be? Uh, if it were down to me, a statute of limitations, I, for me, a statute of limitations would be five years, five or 10 years. Okay. Provided the um, person is over the age of 18. If a person, say, for example, yeah, is 9 or 10 yeah. years of age, you would have yeah, to extend absolutely. it until they're absolutely. 18. Yeah. yeah. Uh, again, you know, what I said earlier on, every case, er, every allegation should be taken extremely seriously mm-hmm. and investigated rigorously. And I mean really rigorously. But when you have a situation where a person is accused 40, 50 years later, you have no defence against that. It's simply... Your ward against well, I know. theirs. I know. The guy, the guy has knocked on your door, Martin, in the morning and said, you know, we have a woman's come forward yeah. and said that you sexually assaulted her in a nightclub in 1972 or 1971 or something like that, you know, at four o'clock on a Friday afternoon or seven o'clock, sorry, on a Friday evening. She'd be thinking to herself, I don't even, I don't even remember being there. You know what I mean? Yeah. How, how would you defend yourself against that? And, <clears throat> pardon me, the, uh, you know, people, people have a... a, a People have a natural in, inclination for um, not even just justice, but for revenge. And I understand that. And people think that they're, they're protecting other children and society. And again, I come back to the fact I have no particular, I, I have no particular information about that case. But if it, if it is the case that this woman was accused of a single, apparently, an aberration event where it was a one-off. There are no corroborating witnesses. There are no other allegations. Yeah. Uh, I, if I was impaneled on a jury, I would. I can only think of the the, the idea that, particularly when it comes to um, when it comes to to people who abuse children, sexually abuse children. I doubt there are very many of them, unless they die very shortly after the first event. I doubt there are many of them anywhere in the world who only abuse one child one time and never do it again. I'm not saying it couldn't happen. It could happen. But, but, pe- but people who sexually abuse or sexually assault are normally serial offenders. They generally are. Exactly. Well, okay, we'll, stay there, we'll stay there for a second. Let me go to Dave. Dave, hi, how are you? Sorry, folks. Uh, Dave, statute of limitations or statute of limitations, depending on what way you want to word it. Some people use the different words. It depends if you're America or Ireland. Do you believe there should be? Um, I, I think for particularly heinous crimes like those of a, a violent or a sexual nature, I don't think there actually should be any statute of limitations on it. But there has to be enough proof. Like you can't just go and make a spurious claim and you know someone's hauled in front of a judge or you know their their good name is disparaged if they are you know innocent but i think there there should have to be like a certain level of evidence you know physical or whatever that you know you can actually you say like you have a, a prosecution can confidently go ahead to try to get a conviction 
Like, but, yeah, but the problems with those type of, of crimes is there's rarely evidence because there's rarely a witness because clearly if somebody's going to no, sexually abuse somebody, they're not going to do it in public. Rarely is, but yeah. What's kind of what's sticking in my head is like, you'd often hear of like you know cold cases and stuff. You know, like someone was murdered 20, 30, 40 years ago, and new evidence comes to light. They managed to catch the killer. But what, one thing that's kind of really sticking in my head is you know um, remember Corey Feldman and Corey Hain? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, in recent years, like, you know, Corey Feldman, I mean, like, one of them died from drugs because of how they were abused as kids in Hollywood. And they had evidence. They had actual real physical evidence from phone calls, emails, text messages, you know, enough to actually really name and shame the guys involved who, you know, basically messed their lives up. But because there was a statute of limitations, they couldn't do anything about it. And they were actually the ones who were left. Um, you know, they were left, uh, say, like civil cases could have been taken against them. For defamation, yeah. They had, yeah, even though they had evidence of the wrongdoings that was that were perpetrated against them as children, but because of the statute of limitations, if they had a gone, you know, um, which one was, was a Corey, yeah. was a Corey, Corey Haim was the guy who killed himself, wasn't he? And Corey Feldman is the guy who's he's still, still alive, around. yeah, yeah. You see, and like he's he's tried for years to like you know like bring to light like how much children are abused by Hollywood producers and and how frequent it was back in the seventies and eighties. You know, mm-hmm. so it's just for stuff like that, I would kind of say you know waive the statute of limitations so long as you have enough evidence to prove that you can comfortably go to court and take a trial against you know put somebody on trial. You know, with the, the idea that, mm. you know, you can actually, you know, if they are guilty of the crime, that they will see justice, you know. Cause so somebody, by the way, has texted in and, and, and is a bit confused as to how uh, Bill Cosby and Harvey Weinstein were convicted, if indeed those cases were a long time ago. And and just for people who are interested, most of those <laughs> cases against those two were civil cases. But what they did use was one test case that was within the statute of limitations to take them to court for for, for criminal yeah. cases. And they used the rest of the, the civil cases, the people who had made other allegations against them as witnesses. So that's that's how they managed to do those cases. But again, you know, there's statute of limitations on the criminal act on criminal courts in America, so they couldn't take and it physically. Cosby, yeah. Cosby did actually get out as well. So Yeah. Yeah. So and, and you'll find they don't get much time really because they can only be done on the most recent case, which would be one case. Yeah, possibly. But sure, I mean, look at OJ. He was acquitted of murder, but yet the family was still able to sue him in the civil trials. I mean, yeah. how does that make any sense? <laughs> no. You know, you think it about does. It, like, well, it doesn't. But a lot of people will take a criminal case know. first, um, because if you take a criminal case first, the most likely you're going to win a, a, a civil trial. A civil trial is much easier to prove because there isn't a, what they call the balance of probability beyond reasonable doubt. So uh, a criminal case is much harder to prove. But anyway, getting mm. get, so getting back, so so you don't believe there should be any statute of limitations at all. I. Well, no, I mean, obviously, like for for small petty crimes, you know. No, I'm not, like, I'm not talking or, about misdemeanors, as they call them. Uh, you yeah, know. or like a claim. You know what I mean? You can't hurt yourself from work and get like oh, no, know, well, two or three stitches. And well, no, there is a statute, back, like, but there is a statute of limitations in Ireland on claiming. You can only claim up to one yeah. year. Yeah. Once you put yeah, the initial claim in within, within twelve months, but 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 on um, say uh, sexual assault, do you believe that somebody should be able to make a claim forty years later that somebody sexually assaulted them? If they, if they have the evidence, you know, What's like, the I mean, evidence? If there is, and again, no, but you see, that's what I mean. I, and I know, I know, but that's it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe somebody made a deathbed confession. Maybe somebody wrote something down. I, these things are very, very few and very, very, very far in between. 
but they do happen from some time time to time. I mean, you you will see cold case murders from 20, 30 years ago, and thanks to you know new DNA evidence or you know something that. Yeah, I think. I, by the way, just in, in uh, on on that note, I think murder. Mark will correct me if I'm wrong here. I think murder in America is the only is the only crime that there is no statute of limitations on. So and and that would have to yeah. be the case as well. I think I, no, you can't have a statute. Also, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Noel. I think uh, murder and treason. Yeah. In the US, yeah. There's no statute of limitations. And you couldn't put a statute of limitations on murder, you're right. But mind you, the majority of murders are solved reasonably quickly because usually the police have a fair idea who the suspect is within a very short amount of time. So the majority I mean, of murders... Look at it now. I mean, they're, they're still, you know, I mean, it doesn't happen very often anymore, but they're still pulling people in front of um, uh, judges for uh, being guards and stuff in Nazi death camps, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. evidence... Like things can go on for decades and decades, and people might think they've got might have gotten away with a murder, but like you know, sometimes they can slip up or new evidence can come to light. You know what I mean? So for those reasons, for crimes like that, I, I don't think there should be, but there has to be a reasonable amount of evidence that a prosecution can comfortably go forward and bring a case against somebody. You can't just say this guy sexually assaulted me forty years ago. He was wearing a red jumper, you know, and. They bring a case against you because, like you said, there are always people out there who say there's no smoke without fire, and you can genuinely ruin a person's life. I mean, not even going to, not even going to like in front of a judge. Like, just an allegation alone is enough to ruin a person's life and their standing. And I mean, particularly if you live in rural Ireland, yeah. you know, you live in a small community. All you need is that just you know, that one bad thing that's been said about you, and people you've known for years will look at you in a completely different light for the rest of your life. I mean, we, we've seen some cases in the past, particularly in the United Kingdom. I mean, I, I always think of the case of Martin Lavelle, um, who, for those who don't know who Martin Lavelle is, he's Kevin from Coronation <laughs> Street. And, and what was done against him was absolutely shocking. And it was despicable. The man was out of work for two years. He turned to alcohol. His life went down the toilet. Thankfully, he's got it all back on board again, although he doesn't look the best for wear at the moment. But he's, all, he's got his life back together again. On an allegation, and... I, because there's an injunction against it, I'm not allowed to tell you what actually happened, but but I know what happened. But the headline in the in one of the rag newspapers was, you know, Martin Lavelle uh, accused of raping schoolchild. Now you couldn't you couldn't have worse than that. That's as, that's as bad as bad as it no. can get when it comes to your reputation. <laughs> you know what I mean? No matter whether you're no, found guilty or it. not guilty, that's as bad as it gets, right? And, well, it does, and you're you're basically a poison chalice after that. Even if you are found not guilty, people don't want to be associated with you. No, obviously loses his job straight away, um, or certainly he's he's taken off the show, out of the storyline straight away. When it came to the court case, again, I'm unfortunately it breaks me heart that I can't tell you exactly what happened, but I do know. Um, but all I can say is the judge relieved the jury of their duty halfway through the case and said, you can go now. There is no case. So, something obviously quite compelling came out. (laughs) It breaks my heart that I can't tell you the whole story because it would (laughs) shock you. And that was the end of the case. He was back in work again. It never happened. Um, And it's just, how that can happen is just, in this modern world, is shocking. You know what I mean? But, like, how do people even, like, like as far as like the general public know, um, something like that starts. You know, it might be true, it might not be true. Because I was day in court, but the people who come out with that kind of stuff, like how, like I imagine the balls you have to have 
to like go to the police and go to the judge and sit there and lie and lie and lie and think you're going to get away with it. Like, why? How how do people do that? Mm. Yeah, you know, like how how are you? Yeah. Are you, by the way, Martin, are, you, are, you, are either one of you, don't say it on the air if you are, are you familiar with the story and, and what happened? Yeah. No. With the chap from Coronation Street? Yeah. No, I, I, I have to, no, I've okay. never even watched Coronation Street. I know, I mean, it's irrelevant, but no, you watched it or not. Yeah, but, no, I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not, no, I'm not familiar. He's with a him. massive fan. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> no, I, I'm not familiar now, to be honest with you. Um, no, but, the, the whole thing is there that that chap he ended up he ended up being the victim, and there are people who are unbalanced. They have mental issues. It's not always the case that someone will make an allegation because they want to hurt another person or they want to, you know, extract some kind of revenge. Sometimes it's just you're dealing with someone who is mentally unbalanced. I couldn't agree with you more. Say, Dave, stay there, Martin. Stay there. Let me just go to Joe. Joe, hi. How are you doing? Yeah, it holds a going. Good, Hoping. good. Just, just finally on, on this particular one. Should there be a statute of limitations, Joe? Oh, I, I, I yeah, I, I, I seriously do think think there should be right because you know, in to, in, in in the case there with this, and I, I know it's a different thing to the murder case there, but they're actually more free, like. Mm. The legal the case that this legal people put up for that for the that murdered Destin Murphy. Like, that man should be struck off for represent I know you see you're innocent and you're proven guilty. But he had admitted it and the evidence that was there was shocking, it was frightening. And to think what actually But you will you when when you're saying that the people who represented him, um, Joseph Pushka yeah. He he has a legal right to representative to representation, no matter what you think. And and you know I've heard of worse cases than that where somebody is blatantly guilty and pleads not guilty, and somebody will represent them. They are entitled to legal legal representation, and that's their job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, yeah. but getting back to what we're talking about, we're talking about statute of limitations. We're not talking about Ashley Murphy uh, on this occasion, yeah, yeah. which was yeah, shocking. Yeah. Horrible case. Yes. But do you believe that somebody should be able to take a case, say of a sexual nature, sexual assault, 30 or 40 years after the fact of when it happens or allegedly happened? I, I, uh, like, how can it be, you know, where can the proof be like, okay, there was some guy there talking about murder that were, that were, um, um, yeah, no, not for murder. We understand, we understand murder, murder should be able to say, be taken at any time. We're talking about sexual assault. Let's stick to yeah. the, the point we're talking about. Oh, so I think yeah. no, that's okay, Joe. But, but, but you know, where where can the evidence come from? Like forty years mm. later, like there was a case there last year um, about a guy. A year later, she cried rape that he met inside the nightclub. He brought home the AIDS. You know, he, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and and he gets put the four years in jail, like a year after. Yeah, but maybe he did. Do, well, that, that's reasonable enough. Maybe he did do it. Well, he clearly did. By the way, if he went to jail, so that's reasonable. Yes, but it's a year was, later. Was there naivety? Was there naivety on his behalf? Like, you well, know, well, that's, well, that's, well, I'm sure the court examined. I don't know the case you're talking about, so but I'm sure the court examined all of that. 
But if he was found guilty of rape and he went to jail for four years, he clearly did it. I don't understand the point you're making. That was a year later. We're talking about things that happened 40 years ago, Joe. Yes. Yeah. yeah but, but you know, it's, to see, Niall, it's just, if you want to destroy a person, you can destroy a person. If you're strong enough mentally to go along and do that. Yes. That's where I'm coming from now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and if you just say, he did it, he did it, he word against his word. And yes. you start crying then. And then, you know, and I know it's an awful case to go through like but okay now I went to boarding school I got 30 minutes and strap on there yeah but I'd be the first to raise up my hand and say I deserved it because of you know this Goldoggery we got up to at boarding school but I sure I could go along with that Christian brother and and and, and um cry abuse like but no no, no I do I do get I, the point you're making I know I understand the point you're making yeah, you could yeah. do you could but, do you could do it out of revenge if you wanted to. In other words, without a shadow of a doubt, like, yeah, he, mm. he, you know that that if a person was bad enough to do it now, they can you know. Mm. Well, I I equally think, by the way, that anybody who makes a false allegation, as long as it's proven to be a false allegation, should get the same amount of time in jail as the person who would have got if they had been found guilty of the crime. Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio.